We're gonna talk to some people. Gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people. Gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people. Gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people. Gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause whisper nose blank. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to the Kristen Nose Blank podcast. I've got two amazing guests today and i'm so excited to introduce you to them and to show you our interview but before we get there hi i'm kristen key i'm a comedian i'm the host of this crazy podcast you can find me through my social media uh kristen key comedy my website is kristenkey.com i have a few things that i'm excited to tell you about um i started a lesbian army uh if you want to join it great uh join my patreon at kristen key comedy and that uh that puts you in a lesbian army you do not have to be a lesbian to join you can be any of the letters in the alphabet mafia, none of the letters, or a cat. I don't really care. Uh, so join the Lesbian Army today or just sign up for my monthly newsletter. It'll tell you where I'm going uh, and uh, what I've got going on. I'm on Cameo. So if you want to give the unique gift of uh, a song from me, uh, find me on Cameo and check that out. Also, I'm putting together a Lesbian Army Tour 2024. There's a ring to that. So uh, let me know where you'd like to see me perform next year and we'll put it on the uh, tour schedule if we can. Now, oh, this week, my two fabulous guests, they're the host of the wildly popular comedy podcast, I've Had It. You may have heard, if you haven't right now, just stop listening to this and go subscribe to their podcast. It's hilarious. And uh, it, it talks about all the things they've had it with. They've been seen on the Today Show twice. They've had the, the amazing guest, Cody Rigsby from Peloton. They've had Nikki Glazer on. They've had drag queen Trixie Mattel. They are two shit-talking ladies from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, with an incredibly popular podcast. Hey, computer lady. Hey, interview with Jen and Pumps. Playing interview with Jen and Pumps. Jen, Angie, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to see you. Uh, I'm thank like, you. you're on my turf now. <laughs> I know you're always on ours. It's a plot uh, twist. Oh, this is, I think when we met each other, though, it's just the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Absolutely agree. Completely agree. Oh my God. Now I have to ask you first off the bat, like for those of you who don't know that I've had a podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. It's absolutely hilarious, but I don't know where the hell this thing came from because you're just two ladies from Oklahoma. You have a podcast and now you've had on Cody Rigsby. You've had on Nick, Nikki Glazer, Trixie Mattel. You've been on the Today Show twice. Like how did this happen? Well, around 20 or so years ago, this woman pumps hired me to be her interior designer and I go over to her house. I'll let Pumps take it from here because she tells this really well. Okay. Well, there's two things that happened on this exact meeting. Number one, I had just gone to the gynecologist for my third child. Okay. And they kept telling me, you're a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> you're geriatric because I was so 35. Rude. That is rude. I know. It was so rude. I was just like, fuck, I'm only 35. Well, then when I'm waiting for the exam, can I cuss? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we have, we're, we're, we're there now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> I'm not going to take him out. <laughs> waiting for the, the doctor to come in for the exam. And I looked down and I have a gray pubic hair and I was just mortified. <laughs> I, mean, I was geriatric. I had a gray pubic hair. I'd never met Jennifer, but I'd been to two parties where she'd done the house and I loved her work. So we made, you know, she was meeting me at my house right after my appointment and I'd never met her. And she comes flowing up in this Burberry, like Shaw thing, eight feet tall, blonde, weighs five pounds. And I just thought in my head, I fucking hate this woman. <laughs> everything in me. I hate everything about her. 
And then I had, I had worked with a decorator before and I didn't like it cause I had to make all the decisions. So I said, as she walks in my house, Hey, I hate decorating. I don't have good taste. That's why I want you to do it. And she goes, well, I know you don't have good taste because you have silk flowers on your dining room table. And the only thing worse than silk flowers is a picture of silk flowers. And you have both right here in the entry. And I busted out laughing and fell head over heels immediately and left. Wow. That's a bold move. Yes. Yes. That's who she is. But I didn't have to make one decision. My house looked great. All my houses. She's done all my houses since then. That friendship, then we were immediately inseparable. Uh, We never fight. We bicker like you know, a married couple would, um, we both have thick skin and the friendship and the humor is very organic and real. So I think the reason that the podcast has resonated so much is because our chemistry is very genuine instead of manufactured Yeah, or, you know, two people that don't know each other that are kind of know each other that start a podcast. And I think that there is something to be said for just straight up bitching. (laughs) That's like friendships, especially like, I don't, I don't know. Like I have friends out in California, but my friends in, in like that I grew up with in Texas, a lot of them were based on like, why are you guys friends? Oh, we just hate all the same people. (laughs) That's right. And it seems like you guys have a thing where you do celebrate each other in, in, you know, when there's time to celebrate, but you guys just seem like, he's just like, well, we hate all the same things. That's That's right. right. It's a, it's a real bonding mechanism, you know, hating on shit. (laughs) And I think in a world where everything is sold to us on the internet, on the world wide web as cupcakes, rainbows, unicorns, toxic positivity, Mm. Mm. it's really not sustainable. And at some point it's just good to say, oh my God, my husband was the biggest dick today. I hate his guts. And you can tell that to somebody who knows you don't want to get a divorce, who knows that you love this person, but that is a very relatable crack in the facade to say, oh my God, I'm going to have to fuck him tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That is the solution now. Like shit. Well, I think that's the fun part about like, like, uh, like good old fashioned bitching. It's, I don't want solution. If I wanted solution, I would go to my therapist. I would go to like, you know, a life coach. I just need to vent. I want to bitch it out and then I'll feel a little bit better. Right. Right. That's one thing that we do. Like, I remember when our kids were really little, um, I called her and my son had like, he was, he was a toddler and he had like opened up his poopy diaper and had gotten all over the house. And I called her and I was, I, I was just rage. I was like, and it got on the floor and it got on my bed and I just scrubbed. She goes, Oh my God, Emily did that once. It's the worst. And we bitched for 45 minutes straight about these asshole toddlers that we have. And her ex-husband got so jealous. He was like, why do you have to talk to her on the phone like that for 45 minutes? She don't talk to me like that. And she goes, you know what? She wanted to be mad and I wanted to comfort her and her anger. And you just don't get it. And there's something about comforting somebody when they're mad and letting them have the space to be mad so that they can get to the other side of that anger. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you have to feel the, like people, we need to feel our feelings and part of feeling our feelings is like, like going there, go all the way through it. You know, why are you mad? What do you want to do? How do you want to kill them? What do you want to do to flatten their testicles? Sorry. That was my own (laughs) issue. Every time I have a mammogram, I'm like, if I could just flatten some testicles, it would make my mammogram feel better. You know? (laughs) Okay. So then how that actual podcast happened, I guess we kind of got off track. Sorry, Kristen. So we talk on the phone all the time and we're both early birds. So we do it first thing in the morning. We used to do it like before our kids would get up so we could smoke cigarettes and drink coffee before the kids got up but now they've all aged you know they're all pretty much grown and 
our older kids, well, my middle and her oldest were like, as much as y'all are on the phone and you all think you're so funny because we think we're funny. We laugh at stuff. We were just laughing with Kylie five minutes ago. We were dying laughing. She hadn't cracked a smile. And they were like, you guys should start a podcast. And so we did. And here we are. <laughs> it's so popular. It is so popular. And I think your comments show that people get they're, they're in on the, I've had it too. Every once in a while, you'll get someone that's just like, well, here's some solution. If you want to get through and people are like, fuck <laughs> you. That is yeah. not what this show is about. But you have a lot of support. But I just, I want to know why, why, again, I just go back to two ladies from Oklahoma because I'm from Amarillo and where we come from people just don't do stuff and it succeeds. <laughs> so you guys have just succeeded so well. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, you also, you live, you know, you live in a red state, but you guys do not, and you have Southern accents, but what comes yeah. out of your mouth does not match the region of the country you live in and it doesn't match the accent. So do you find that you get pushback from that? Um, being, a, I guess I would call you more progressive. Very progressive, yeah. unapologetically progressive. Yes, there's always a pushback. You know, there's always um, some extreme right wing that tries to silence people, especially women that have open-minded views. And there's always, if we talk about race, if we talk about LGBTQ issues, if we talk about um, income inequality, if we happen to criticize the United States of America, which we should be able to, yeah, yeah. we do get some pushback. But we also have gotten just an overwhelming sense of support from a really young demographic. And a part of me at first, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. All the kids like us. Hey, pumps, we're cool. <laughs> and then I started thinking, you know, that kind of makes me sad that we're so novel, mm. that we're such a novelty that they're like, oh, look at these white women with Southern accents that are spitting facts. Yeah. that it's such a novelty. So part of it, it, it's kind of a mixed bag because I know a lot of women in Oklahoma City that are very progressive. And after the overturning of Roe v. Wade have become even more so vocally about it. And so there is this tendency in white culture to shush controversial subjects. And mm -hmm. I think that it's time for people to talk about things more and more and more and to normalize and platform these issues and make it everybody's cause yeah do you think it's that uh in that part of the country uh like in red states and stuff that uh like the right-wing people are have they always seem to be louder than progressives and progressives seem to be softer spoken so when you have a platform and you have the personality types that you two have where you cannot be quiet <laughs> <laughs> i think that's why you stand out because usually when you hear a southern accent it's, I mean, stereotypically, I'm not saying everybody, Southern people settle down. I understand. I have a lot of progressive friends in the South, but I'm saying usually when you hear a Southern accent, it's MAGA, MAGA, yay, Trump. Right. And you guys are not, are not saying that at all. No, no, no. to the contrary. And I think that it's, that part of it is somewhat appealing because it gives people like that are in red states. There's always, like you said, a quieter, more sane blue bubble within every red demographic. So we get a lot of messages. Hey, I'm a progressive in a red state to keep going. So when you when all of your listeners listen to this, when you see those maps, and you see those seas of red, just know that there are pockets of smart people here and there. And we're on the front lines, fighting the good fight, literally an abortion ban America. Mm -hmm.
Oh, I love what you guys do. Do you worry about, um, I'm so I'm, I'm like toxic positivity and you're not. And last time I was in your studio, we kept, you kept having to rein me into like, Kristen, no, we're shit talking now. And I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. Cause I'm, I'm puppies and unicorns and everything's going to be okay. Um, do you ever worry that you're going to have, you're going to run out of things that you've had it with? Oh Lord, no, never, <laughs> no. And we're flying a lot now. So we never, ever have to worry about that. Ever oh, again. you're doing these live shows now. Do you stay in the same room or do you get separate hotel rooms? Like how close are you on the road? Same room. Same room. Oh my God. Okay. Cause I've traveled alone for 23 years. So you stay in the same room. Do you guys, I know you're best friends, but are there things that you do that aren't travel compatible? Or are you pretty travel compatible? No, I have to say we're very travel compatible. I mean, okay. we really do like the great thing about our friendship. And I mean, anyone that's been friends or married for a long time will understand like we can get in bed at night and never say a word to each other. We can both be on our phones. I mean, sure. there's no, you don't have to make conversation just to fill the air. We just, it's a complete and total comfort that if we want to talk and giggle, we can, or we just don't talk and it's fine too. There's, I feel like there's no pressure. You, you know, just described nobody... a long-term lesbian marriage. You guys <laughs> literally no we sex. Are... We giggle, we play on our phones, we go to bed. We are non-practicing lesbians. Yes. That's what we are. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. So what is what is your bedtime routine look like? I know that uh, uh, is it Jen goes to bed super early. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And you but read. I get in bed super early. And just like read if, Murder. Or no, you watch I, Murder. I watch Murder. Isn't that weird? No. It's, <laughs> that's how I fall asleep. Why do, why you, do we do this? What's yeah. your go-to murder show at night? Dateline. Dateline okay. or Law and Order SVU. I see. I like Dateline. I love Keith Morrison. Love mm -hmm. Keith Morrison. But I do love the first forty-eight hours. That's what I go to bed every night watching. It's like, and also I know your parents live in Tulsa now. All they have a whole series, like half the season every year is from Tulsa. Oh. So I feel like I'm in the know now. I know like all the homicide detectives' names. I just the minute someone gets murdered and I start figuring out who did it, I can just fall asleep like a baby. Do you think, <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why it's so comforting to be like, it's murder. Someone died. Nine, Nothing nine, like honey. homicide before bedtime. I know. I, I know. <laughs> Do you think you would fangirl over a detective now that you've like, because there's oh, some law sure. enforcement people on Dateline that, I'm like, that have been on multiple episodes. I'm like, oh my God, if I was ever arrested and like in a, in a jail, I'd be like, oh, I saw you in Dateline like three times. What's up? <laughs> No, I totally do. I have a girlfriend that just moved to Tulsa and I call her all the time and I'm like, you have no idea how bad the crime is in Tulsa. And <laughs> when we go somewhere together, I'm like, okay, if anybody gets murdered, I know exactly who to call. I'll be on it. And I do kind of, I'm on the lookout for the cops that the detectives that I watch on uh, the first 48 hours. I know oh I would God. fangirl, no doubt about it. Oh my I God. Sure. I hope you get to run into a murder detective. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're called that, but I would, Oh, it's a murder detective. Right. Now that's what I would call him. And before we started recording, um, it was Jen brought her dog on. Can you talk to me about, I, I, I love that your relationship with your dog, but I also love that you, you seem to love your dog maybe more than your children. Yes, I do. <laughs> I love, so I have two dogs. They are my biological children. Uh, Tubby is eight and Cha-Cha will be three in January. So she's still a toddler, two and a half. They're both French bulldogs. And, um, for a long time, I bought into the narrative that I was supposed to love my children more than anything else on the planet. And so I followed suit. But here's the problem with that. They're not predictable. They're unpredictable. They show you conditional love. They're reactive. 
caustic, demanding, lack gratitude, lack consistency. These are human children. My canine children are, I could be gone eight weeks or eight minutes. It doesn't matter. The welcome that I receive, regardless of the time that I spend away, is the same level of enthusiasm time and time again. They consistently want to be with me. They consistently want to do what I want to do. They ask very little of me, a simple walk, 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day. And that's it. Other than that, they just want to be my companions. So I oftentimes, when my kids are in a bad mood, like last night, my son, who's 17, Roman, he was very grumpy. He had a bad basketball practice. Practice. He wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't look at me. Somehow I was the asshole because he fucked up at basketball. Right? <laughs> this is what kids are like. Tubby and Cha-Cha, happy to see me. We cuddle. And so I just start petting my dogs. And I said, y'all are my favorite. Y'all are just my favorite. Of course, my son rolls his eyes stomps up the stairs but you know of course i'm being a little deadpan here but i love my dogs and i love to troll the other members of my family by telling showing favoritism to my dogs in front of my children it's hard to compete with dogs when you put it that way though right you know right yeah they're gonna win and the lifespan situation you know there's so much closer to death because you know so that i tell the kids all the time i have to love them more intensely and more overtly than i do you because you're going to be here when i die they're not it's kind of how i feel about pumps she's much older than me Four so years. she's i mean death is knock knock <laughs> knocking on her door so i feel like i really have to love and support her you know in her final days here well you have her yes in yes, her golden yes. in her golden years correct oh, golden <laughs> aarp years do you, I know you were, you're, cause you treat your dog like it's a biological member of the family. So that includes, it's okay if dogs lick you. That's, do we agree on this one? Oh, of course. Okay. See, cause I'm, I'm a bit, I love, you're anti-licking. I just like on my birthday yesterday, I made out with a dog for maybe 10, 15 minutes <laughs> straight. Yeah. And my wife's and the owner's like, oh, Daisy, stop. I'm like, no, hang on. Let me just take my glasses off. You know, it's just like, we're, we're going to yeah. do this, but let's do it right. Yeah. I love them. No, I love to, we eat together. We sleep together you know, make out sessions. I, mm. I feel like my dogs, like if, if you're an animal person, you'll understand what I'm about to say. It sounds really fucked up, but if you get animals, then you'll get what I'm about to say. Tevi is my biological child, my son, my husband, my boyfriend, my paramour, my, you know, best friend. He fills all of those roles simultaneously for me. I want to write a love song time. about you and your dog. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. That may be something to do. Okay. Speaking of like romance and love. Now on the other end, pumps, you read romance novels and yes, we I need do. to talk like about a, this. I know. I do like a dead body in my romance novel. So I always <laughs> have like a thriller slash love story. <laughs> I didn't know this was a genre and it's oh, not yeah. like, I like a dead body, but you know, but it's not, this is not a necrophiliac like kink. This is like, <laughs> it's like a murder mystery slash I fell in love on the way. Yes, like the detective and the would-be defendant, all unless he uncovered that she wasn't the murderer, those kind of stories. And there is a slew of them. I have one author that I think she's written like 54 books. And at the minute they come out at the library, I immediately borrow them. Yeah. How now? How 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 far into the romance does it get? Is this like 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 heavy? Do they get? Do is there like is there penetration? No, it's not erotica. I, I have read it. erotica before, but this is not it. This okay. is just like, and then he took her or something like okay. that. Okay, okay. Nothing like really gross. But I, it was so funny. I had a friend of mine's mom that rep. 
she knew I liked these kind of books. And she's like, I have the perfect books for you. And I was like, okay, great. And so she gives them to me and I, you know, I download them and I'm reading them. And I mean, they were full on made 50 shades of gray look like it was preschool style book. I mean, I was dying. And then every time I would run into that woman, I would think there she is running after all that erotica novel. Like what's going on with her? But I did finish the set. I'm not going to lie. Well, you can't, I mean, that's how I felt about Fifty Shades of Grey. When people were like, that book's terrible. I'm like, it was. They were all terrible. By the last page of the third book, I just <laughs> threw them down. I was like, yes. I will not read this smut anymore. But you right. see someone like on a plane, like I was on a plane. I was watching a, a, a lady looking at her Kindle and she was reading. I'm like, that lady's reading about butt beads right now. <laughs> <laughs> butt beads. I still do not understand. For the life of me, I still don't get Would it. Would you say you've had it with butt beads? I've had it with butt beads. <laughs> Although I've never tried butt beads. But I've had it I've never it with tried it. butt beads either. Has anyone in this room tried butt beads? I haven't tried butt beads. I've never tried butt beads. But yeah. I don't know. And no, if, if, you, if you're into butt stuff, listeners, we're not Go going to yuck it. your yum. Yeah, we're your more power ally. to you. Right, yeah, right, yeah. We're, we're your ally of the butt beaters. Butt beaters. <laughs> That's <laughs> what the fans are. We're your butt beaters. Mm-hmm. We're here for butt support. Um, right. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah. Someone else's kink is, you know, it's not, I'm pretty vanilla, but I love to find out what other people are into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, we learned that the anus has erogenous zones, which I was, I was fascinated to know that. It's so small. How many could it have? I don't know. But look at a vagina. I mean. Oh, let's, I mean, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really better to, to be enjoyed without looking at it, I feel like. That's so true. is best luck. in the dark, I think. Time for five quick questions. <laughs> we have chit-chatted, and now we've got to play five quick questions. I've written these for you, and I, I'm going to have you both answer them. Usually I only have one guest on. In fact, you're the, you're the, you're the first I've ever had of a couple on my show. Oh, oh thank you. This is like our first couple. Our non-practicing lesbian. Right, I like we kind of are a package deal. You're yes. a package deal. All right, five quick questions. Question number one. You get offered three times the highest amount you've ever been paid to do your podcast live at a nudist resort naked. Do you do it? I would do it because that's an easy way to earn good money. <laughs> so for the whole, it's the hooker answer. Girls exactly. gotta get paid. Okay. 100%. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a really easy ask. Um, it doesn't seem like you'd really have to deal with clients. It wouldn't really be customer <laughs> service oriented. You'd show up naked, do your podcast, put your clothes on, get your check and GTFO. <laughs> I you know? love it. I would totally do it for the money, for the full hooker answer. But I've also had people that have gone to nudist colonies that have said the people there don't have like the most attractive bodies. So right. I don't think I'd be body conscious. Word on the street is not all nudist colonies are like 10 out of 10 figures. So None then of I them be are. more comfortable. Yeah. It's just regular people naked. And so I've, I, that's how my answer is like, well, if everybody's naked and I had to do stand up, it would be more weird if I was wearing clothes and they were all naked. So right. if we're all naked together, we're all in the same boat and comedically that puts us all in the same place. It's a lot. It's, it's actually great for comedy, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. That's question one. Question number two, uh, you have to make a snack for your celebrity crush. What snack do you make for your snack? 
Okay, so mine is, he's a tennis player named Matteo Berrettini from Italy. Okay. He is so painfully hot. It's it's almost like excruciating how hot this man is. The voice that you came into when you started talking about him is the yeah. way that I want one of uh, Pumps' romance novels read. As soon as they're yes. like, oh, who's your crush? <laughs> well, my well, crush is an Italian yeah, tennis player. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing for poor Matteo. I don't really know how to cook. You don't know how to make jack shit? You can't make anything? No. You Ants on a log? That would be a meal, not a snack. I know, but she said you can't cook anything. I, said, I can make pancakes. Pancake? You can make a pancake snack. Back to my sexy voice, I would make him little tiny pancakes and feed them to him while I was naked doing a podcast. This is amazing. That's the best answer <laughs> we've ever had to that question <laughs> on this podcast. Pumps, you have to beat that now. Okay, so my celebrity crush is Idris Elba. I'm just madly in love with him. Good one. Madly yeah. in love with him. But I think I would make him my jalapeno popper appetizer for a snack. Ooh, what kind of Some cheese of the do seeds you put in it so it's a little spicy with yeah. spinach artichoke dip and then bacon on the top, crispy bacon. They're really good. That's oh bold, God. especially if you're going in for a French kiss afterwards. I would French kiss him with a dog turd in his mouth. I was going to say, if you're going to make jalapeno poppers, butt beads are now out of the question. Completely out. <laughs> but I am a big fan of jalapeno poppers. Great oh, answers. They're so, good. they're so good. Well, now next time I visit, I'm going to have to, I will do your podcast again if you invite me, but you have to make those poppers. I'll make you some yes. poppers. Um, Number three, question number three. Uh, what is the worst thing you've ever read about yourself online? I'm going to say the podcast. Let's just go with the podcast. I mean, there's I know some sometimes you showcase the negative comments, and I yeah. think that's hilarious. We do. I think the most recent one is somebody said they called me face implants, and they called pumps fatty boom boom. Fatty boom boom. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go on the record. Why is it the ones that are actually funny are the ones we remember? I know. Because I, I thought they were funny. We get a lot of like, hey, you know, old Botox hag. And here's the thing about like the hate comments. Like, honestly, we feel so flattered that they took the time to even pause and comment because I don't, it would take, it takes a lot of energy to get yeah. my thumbs going for something. And so that, that level of hate is such an, a passion, <laughs> you well, know, and that's, that's such an, a, a level of energy put it in makes our direction. The podcast look better. It makes, it makes the comments right. grow. So it's like, you know, I don't like what they see, but I love how many of them sometimes there are. Cause I, I just, I like the numbers. Yes. <laughs> I had one, uh, it's the one I always go to because it's the one I remember the most. Once uh, someone said after a stand-up video, the only reason I know that's a woman is because she's not funny. That made me laugh really hard. I was like, I deleted that one. I wish I would have screenshot it because whoever that was, I was like, God, that is the most clever, mean comment I've ever read on here. So Exactly. And I think oh. that's the thing. Like at first you think, <gasps> but then it's like, you know, they noticed you. They're talking about right. you. It was clever. Yeah. Uh, question number four. This is where they get weird. Here's where the questions get weird. Question number four. You've been kidnapped and entered into a hot dog eating contest. To save your life, how many hot dogs could you eat? Is it timed? It's just you have to eat one more than whoever is next to you. I don't think I could make it. I would definitely beat Jennifer. She would die first. <laughs> I think I would probably make it to two and a half hot dogs. I, I respect I that. Five. Ooh, ooh. I love that you're being realistic about this. Sometimes people come on, they'll be like, as many as it fucking takes. I'm like, four. I cannot physically eat more than four hot dogs. No, I mean, it'd be tough stuff, but if my life depended on it, but I know that if I only have to eat one more than her. Three Let's change the game. 
You're the only two in this hot dog eating contest and whoever doesn't eat the most loses. So do you think just the two of you, do you think Jim, you'd still eat the same amount or do you feel competitive with your friend and you would try to out eat her? so competitive about everything. That's what I was wondering. If it's just the two of you, it changes the dynamic in this contest. I'm competitive about a lot of things. I'm competitive in the reverse of overeating. You know, like the whole clean your plate. Right, right. That we grew up in in the 80s. Like, you better clean your plate. My mother was the opposite. She was like, nobody needs to clean their plate. That's way too much food. So I think pumps would win and I would stay with the kidnapper always on the hot Either dog. way. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, then congratulations, pumps. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations on your hot dog victory. Question number five. Um, you've been kidnapped again. So sorry. And entered into a karaoke contest. Um, what song would you sing, let's just say, to save your life? Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. By yourself? Totally. I would go all chips in and do Bohemian Rhapsody. Greatest song of all time. Love Great that answer. song. Great answer. Great answer. See, she stole mine. I would do um, Queen, Somebody to Love. I'd sing that song. I belt that out all the time in my car. It's on my playlist. It's my favorite song. Oh my God. Well, now listeners, you're going to have to pick which one of them lives because I can't, I cannot choose on this one. I'm going to have to, I mean, as the gun person, I don't even know if I could shoot either one of you. Those are two such ambitious songs. And now I just want to see this show. Excellent, excellent answers to five quick questions. And now it's time for Rad Libs. It's my favorite part of the show. Thank you so much for sticking around long enough to do this. It's time for Mad Lib. Okay. I'm excited to do this. I need... A lady's first name. Ivanka. Ivanka. Excellent. Excellent. I need a food. Crab cakes. Crab. Yes. We're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adjective. Prickly. Dare I say this is funner with two people? <laughs> I need a liquid. Iced tea. I need a feeling. Jealous. Ooh, that's a great feeling. I had a feeling you weren't going to go with positive feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another adjective. Snarky. Okay, a noun. Dildo. You have never picked a better place to put a dildo. <laughs> we'll find out in a few minutes why. Uh, another adjective. Slippery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Occupation? Congresswoman. I need an excuse. My kids are sick. I came up so fast. I was I writing a different... <laughs> it's a tried and true. Unfortunately, been, my kids are older. Been using that for decades. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, you'll be using it later and people are like, hey, aren't your kids out of the house? Fuck off. My kids are aren't sick. Your kids grown. <laughs> uh, a body part. A labia. Yep. You guys read the instructions. A threat. Kill you. Uh, an adverb. Swimmingly. An article of clothing. Panty. A verb ending in ing. Sucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's my line. Ooh. <laughs> Exclamation of agreement. Yes. A body part? A pinky toe. Mm-hmm. An adverb? Likely. Is that yeah. It's going to work here, so we're going to put it. Okay. A secret. Pumps is gay. <laughs> this is great. Uh, adjective? Ugly. A farewell. Uh, arrivederci. We have a story, my friends. Okay. Yes, you did it. Um, this is inspired by Pumps's love of romance novels. And so <laughs> I wrote a romance novel for you. And this one's just called The Farmer's Daughter. This is The Farmer's Daughter <laughs> for you guys. Ivanka was the daughter of a humble crab cake farmer. <laughs> she was as beautiful and prickly with hair the color of iced tea. That fits. <laughs> that really fits. 
Um, but she was jealous, for she had never known the snarky touch of a man. <laughs> she longed for affection, for romance, but most of all, she longed for a dildo. <laughs> her fantasies of love seemed hopeless, until that night the slippery congresswoman knocked on her door. This is getting good! It was the night of that terrible storm. She had driven off the road because my kids are sick and asked for a place to stay. <laughs> Not wanting to be rude, the farmer invited the stranger in. He said, you'll have to share a room with my daughter, but if you so much as touch one hair on her labia, I'll kill you! <laughs> Once alone with the handsome, slippery congresswoman, Ivanka wasted no time. She began to dance swimmingly, wearing her skimpiest panties. <laughs> Despite the warnings of her father, the handsome stranger found herself hypnotized by her rhythmic sucking. <laughs> her mind was saying no, but her body was saying yes. <laughs> she took her into her arms and began to passionately kiss her pinky toe. <laughs> they made love, likely. <laughs> While she whispered in her ear, Bumps is gay. <laughs> While the rest of the house was still asleep, the slippery congresswoman snuck out the back door. When the farmer's daughter arose, she found a note on her pillow. It simply said, Arrivederci! <laughs> that, is... that is so good. I'm oh my god, you guys. <laughs> We are so naughty, I love it. You, your, your naughtiness is the perfect level for a Mad Lib. Thank you so much. <laughs> Will you tell the listeners everywhere that they can find the I've Had It podcast? Yes, we're on all the social medias and the tag is at I've Had It. Individually, mine is Ms. Welch, M-I-Z-Z-W-L-C-H. Pumps is at Pumps, Pumps, Pumps. And that's pumps, where you pumps, find us. Pumps. And we have the hot shit tour. Yeah, the hot shit tour. We are going to be at a city near you. Look us up. Link is in our bio. Guys, if you are not already listening to and following the I've Had a Podcast, just stop listening to this podcast right now <laughs> and jump over because it is so funny. You're, you'll you'll like, you'll subscribe, and you'll become a long-term listener. It's so, so good. Guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Kristen. It was such a treat. Kristen, thank you so much for having us. And your listeners should know we have had Kristen on our podcast twice. Right. That's how much we love her. Yep. So we hope to have you on again soon the next time you're in OK. Anytime we'll have iced tea and jalapeno poppers, baby. That's, That's right. right, baby. Interview complete. I've had it with Jen and Pumps. JK, big fan. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you, Pumps. Thank you for coming on the show. You are wonderful. You're hilarious, guys. If you're not already, Stop what you're doing and go listen to the I've Had It podcast. It's so funny. It's fun. It's like free therapy. Please take a second to like, follow, and subscribe this podcast while you're at it. Follow me on all my social media. I'm Kristen Key, you know, KristenKey.com, uh, Kristen Key Comedy on my social media. Get a cameo from me. Join the lesbian army uh, via my Patreon. Uh, next time, I'll be bringing you another hilarious guest. We're going to chit chat. We'll play five quick questions. We'll do a mad live, and everybody goes home smiling. So, in until next time, bye. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows.